This Water News with Steve Baker is supported by Clearwater and Filtration on Rough and Ready Highway, Grass Valley. Well, it's time for Water News with Steve Baker. Steve, uh, wow, what a nasty heat wave we've had the last 10 days. Uh, Tell us the stats of this situation in California. There's no September on record in the West that's seen a heat wave like this one. In the past week, we've hit, oh, 1,000 heat records were broken. Okay, quite a few. And it wasn't just in California. It was in Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Washington, even North Dakota and Montana. To give you an idea, Bighorn, Montana, which is usually cool in September, it hit 108 degrees. Denver hit 99. Salt Lake City hit 107. Sacramento, we probably, most of us have heard already, 116 degrees. And then in Death Valley, they earned their name. It hit nearly 125 degrees over there. So I'm, I'm really refreshed with at this moment in time because it's nice and cool. And in fact, we had a little drizzle earlier. And that's especially nice. These night, nighttime temperatures now, they're down to between the 50, 58 and somewhere in the 60s. So it's, it's very nice now, very different than it was a week ago. Well, Steve, I know that uh, for myself, thinking about this last week especially, um, that got me focused on fire and losing my water supply. Uh, yeah. I've been watching Mosquito Fire, uh, which is what, southeast of Forest Hill. And all that smoke that's come to our, our communities up here in Nevada County. And as of this morning, I, I checked, and there's something like 45,000 acres that is already burnt down. is 10% contained. But thankfully, no structures have been damaged. And I tell you, I am most appreciative of both volunteers and the professional emergency response crews that are out there fighting this thing. They're, they're fighting for us almost all year long now on one fire or another. And uh, also, I'm very impressed with the operational structure that counties and states have have been developing. It's a work in progress on dealing with fires because it really does seem like our fire responses are improving every year. And so I thank you all, all the emergency personnel, all those involved. We thank you. Thank you very much. As far as water, I'm most concerned with the food that our farmers in the West have been growing. What we just experienced uh, in temperatures, well, that type of experience is projected for up to two months every summer by the end of the century. So this is just, this is, is not going away. This is going to be, become more uh, consistent as we go through time. And I really wonder how our family, our, our farming practices are going to adapt to these different situations. It's, it's, it can be really dangerous. I mean, just look at it from the farm worker perspective okay they're looking at heat stroke and 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 some very serious heat related conditions that are created by this this heat how do they work out there under these conditions and uh, they simply they simply will not be able to which has a logistical effect on on harvesting food and and maintaining our food Uh, secondly this heat destroys a lot of crops the crops can't handle that much it's not just the lack of water, but it's also the lack of these farm workers nursing these, the crops so that it will endure these high temperatures. Raisins would be a perfect example. We have a lot of raisin, uh, raisins that are grown here and, and harvested. Uh, it, here's how it works. No farm workers, there's no harvest of raisins, period. Timing is important. You need your manpower. Now, other problems develop from the heat wave, too. 
If you're talking about tomatoes, for example, the concerns are around sticking with adequate irrigation in the fields. You don't just over-irrigate when we finally have a cool, cool, some cool temperatures. You have to provide the, the tomatoes with the water it needs in, at the moment, every, every moment of its growth. And that uh, is sometimes hard to do when you don't have enough water. So um, another issue, which I wasn't aware of until I found this out, was uh, you can lose the flower blooms by the young plants because of the lack of wind during these heat spells. And that, uh, that's a problem. It keeps the plants uh, cool, and without, without that uh, going on, uh, again, it's problematic for the plant. Plants that stay too hot too long, they stop photosynthesizing, but they still transpire water. So the plant's trying to cool itself down, but, you know, the systems start breaking down. It's not able to, and then it dies. So prolonged heat during days and weeks and high nighttime temperatures, that can really raise havoc when it comes to harvest time. Steve, what you're describing is over and above the fallowing of ag land yeah. because of the lack of water this year. What is that looking like right now? As far as the fallowing goes? Yes. Well, first of all, the water allocations from the federal and state water projects, they've dropped to zero for many of the growers. The state farmers have fallowed more than 530,000 acres. That's a lot of land. A lot of job losses as a result, of course, and, and income that was never really generated. Then you think about herds, herds that uh, are usually grazing in various spots. They're being reduced in size because there just isn't enough food out there because there's not enough water out there to, to grow the food. Rice took a big hit this year. Usually California contributes about one-fifth of the U.S.'s rice supply. And I'm talking about the, the rice that's used for sushi and paella. Um, this year, Calusa County, as one example, they took the biggest hit, 73.4% hit. They, they lost a lot. Glen County's not far behind, then there's Southern Yolo. But you know what? Yuba and Butte counties, they did great. You know why? They have a strong water right. They got the water because they're a priority, and that's why they've done so well. So all in all, this is a very tough year for agriculture. That makes it a tough year for us. It does. We, we eat that stuff. Okay, how about our foothill communities up here? How can we respond to these very serious and real changes? Well, I would, say, I would seriously consider having a big garden. Learn how to grow vegetables so at least a portion of your, your food can be grown, you know, right here. My approach is to have a diversified portfolio on everything, whether it be water or energy or whatever it is, food. In this case, you know, really consider a big garden, how, how that can happen. You need water for that. You need to uh, yeah, put some raised beds in. You don't have to have raised beds, but uh, learn a little bit about it. We have a lot of organizations in our county that teach how to successfully grow great gardens that can feed you. Uh, give local and California farmers your support. They are up against all kinds of tough circumstances all the time. And all of that, the result of all that, it has an effect on each of us. So rec please recognize that it's true. And when I say support, what I'm really talking about is provide your farmers with some political support because that's really what they need the most. Also, they need to have uh, – we, we need to continue to buy their products even if the price goes up somewhat because they, they are doing what they can. 
And so um, we, we want them to, uh, to be successful, and we want them to do, have what they need, but do it in, in an environmentally safe way. So be forward-looking and be collaborative. Steve, thank you so much. Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion, and that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with KVMR's water guy, Steve Baker. You can email him with your questions at water at operationunite.co.